come to my chalet, I give you Christmas surprises. A fine bird and a good stuffing. Perfect. You certainly know how to satisfy a man. Wait till you see what's in my stockings. And now I have something for you. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you guys may be. Welcome back to the James Bond Complex, where we discuss everything from Fleming to film and everything in between. And I hope everyone in the world who is listening to us is enjoying their Christmas holidays. And here I bring you guys part two of our Bond expansion pack package, where we further listen to everyone's entrepreneurial ideas to expand the Eon franchise. Oh, you know, I feel like I should be going ooh, but I feel more like going ah. It was a very sweet. Inter- it was a very sweet introduction. So I'm I'm Edgar, by the way. Uh, uh, I'm Matt, by the way. And I was Jason Kim. Oh, you've changed your name. You oh, you're doing that too. No, he's pulling his mask off. Oh my God, this is Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Caster Troy from Face Off. Oh. oh boy. That's, that's, that's something that we now okay, could we plug this into a bond deep, oh no mm. it wouldn't work uh, it wouldn't work so close so close uh, but uh, look, well, uh, behind the mic, we'll talk about how we'll do a face-off detour uh, while you, the listeners, rejoice in more Bond Expansion Volume Three audio messages. Let's play the tape. The guys at the James Bond Complex have asked us to look into what we'd want to see from the 007 franchise in the future. So what would you guys want to see? Well, I think if it was up to me, we would take uh, a bit of an inspiration out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe playbook and we would create the James Bond Cinematic Universe where all of the minor Bond characters start getting their own series of spin-off films. So you've got like the main Bond films with James Bond. But then you've got like Money Penny in a series of Bridget Jones style romantic comedies where she's sort of constantly looking for the man who will finally get her over a crush on 007. I think you do Felix Leiter P.I., which is a series of sort of black and white film noirs 
like detective thrillers with like Felix Leiter uncovering these various conspiracies. Uh, and then you could actually, you could have all the villains kind of get together suicide squad style. So, you know, you've got like Jaws and you've got Odd Job and you've got Nick Knack. You'd have Mayday in there, maybe Xenia on a top, club together to like rob a casino, Ocean's Eleven style. Yeah, I, do. I like the idea of having the minor characters, Adam. I think uh, maybe Kronstein, he was uh, underused, wasn't he, from Russia with Love, or my personal favourite, Hawker the Caddy, some kind of golf adventure, misadventure. You could team up Hawker the Caddy with uh, Bernard Cribbins' Cabby in uh, the Casino Royale 1967 version and call it Caddy and Cabby. It almost sounds like follow-up to Batman and Robin, just slightly more kind of camp British comedy. Oh, yeah, I think it'd very much be the same tone with them sort of getting into scuffles and having comic book style biff, pow, whack fight sequences. That would be pretty awesome. You know what I'd really love to see is also a, a James Bond video game that we could market that was kind of based similar to Call of Duty, but it's just got all the Bond characters in it. So you've just got your own new Bond universe of multiplayer fights and it'd just be great as a modern day equivalent of what we've seen before with things like Goldeneye. Which character would you want to play the most, Phil? Well, obviously, I want to be Bond. I want to be sort of Sean Connery-esque Bond and just, you know, but have a ridiculous weapon. So you'd have something like, you know, you'd have a rocket launch or you'd have the Aston Martin DB5 just blowing things up right, left and centre. I think also for video games, you could return to the text-based adventures that the very earliest Bond video games were. And actually, it, it sets you up with a situation and you've got a text reply, an appropriate James Bond punny witticism. And your ability to move on to the next situation depends on how funny your off-the-cuff remark was. A woman. Wrong answer. <laughs> Go back to level one. Yeah, anything that's too overtly, blatantly sexist, and it's an immediate loss. You could just name it Roger Moore's raised eyebrow. Do you know, I'd quite like to see another book as well. I think we should... Maybe this is something we should uh, pursue ourselves as the Roger Moore's cubbyhole. We should make our own James Bond book and, and see how popular that would be with the fans. Yeah, and with every copy, we'll give away a CD of Eric Serra's greatest hits. Or two songs. It could be worse. I could release my own karaoke version of Bond songs, as a, and that would be the worst CD ever released. I, I don't think we're going to sell many of them. I thought of another good Expanded Universe spin-off film, which is that Q becomes a mad scientist, and it, it becomes a bit like, you know, Demolition Man, or indeed Austin Powers, when like people are returning and travelling through time to like kill each other, but he brings back each of the six James Bonds at their absolute peak, and then they're all in this sort of weird global battle royale against each other. Or what you could do is you could have it where it's a buddy movie where Q and Sharon the tea lady go off on adventures together, but it's sort of, you know, they go off on road trips and things like that, and they have to solve mystery. You could have it something like that, where it's Sharon the tea lady and Q on their, on their holidays. For the sake of listeners to the other podcast who don't know that we're mildly obsessed with Sharon the Tea Lady from For Your Eyes Only. We are slightly mildly obsessed with Sharon the Tea Lady from For Your Eyes Only. Maybe that you can fit that with your previous idea, Phil, of the book. You can write your own romantic novel, erotica perhaps, between Q and Sharon. You could do all the artwork as well, Phil. You're really good at drawing. Am I? For the sake of um, you know, expanding the Bond IP, I think you might as well get good at it. Yeah, true. I'll, I'll, I'll learn to draw and uh, and actually do some artwork for the... I could do the posters. There we go. I could, I could create new posters for the Bond franchise. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Sharon. Hi. 
Hi, my name is Matt, I'm a fellow Bond aficionado, and I'm thrilled and humbled by this invitation from the James Bond Complex podcast. Uh, usually, I've thought about this question, how to bring the Bond intellectual property to the next level, or how to deal with this hypothetical uh, carte blanche, as we say in French. Uh, so is it good, is it bad? You, you can tell me. My thought process goes more in a crazy, wild, imaginative, and free-for-all direction, instead of a more focused, uh, business-oriented, or a serious market analysis, of course, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, it's more, I, I go more in uh, off the rails and uh, more of a dream factory, if you wish. Um, also, it might remind you uh, of the Bond expansion volume one, where Matt and Edgar pitched a James Bond experience uh, land idea. Uh, but I jumped on the James Bond complex train after uh, 2019. So I thought of this uh, idea uh, while receiving uh, their uh, invitation. And uh, of course, this is before listening to uh, their 2018 uh, segment. So my submission for the Christmas Bond expansion 2020 project uh, goes pretty over the top. Uh, and of course, it's uh, like in an alternate universe where there's no COVID nightmare and some stuff like that, you know. Uh, it's a kind of a megalomaniac, uh, maniacal, oh, sorry for that, a Bond villain tycoon type of deal, you know. Uh, um, but since it's a testament for uh, all our love uh, for this uh, movie franchise uh, and property. Well, I hope you enjoy uh, as much as I enjoyed uh, dreaming about this. So, uh, in a few words, I'd pitch uh, my idea as kind of a Disneyland theme park, mostly targeted for Bond fans and adults. Uh, of course, there could be some more mainstream or general audience areas and activities where children, adults and Bond newcomers alike would have a ball. And I'd love this to be set in Canada, of course, uh, as a fellow Canadian myself, but I guess the most logical, uh, practical place to open uh, this kind of crazy thing uh, for the long-term run would be either in the US or in England. So first, uh, of course, uh, there would need to be some resorts and hotels. Uh, I picture resorts to echo each Bond era and actor. Mm, people could book the From Russia with Love suite, the Majesty suite, the Spy Who Loved Me suite, the Living Daylight suite, Goldeneye suite, Skyfall suite, etc., etc., uh, with interior design to fit the glam of uh, each decade or each uh, movie, for instance. So... Every Ken Adams fan is welcome to be the architect of such uh, crazy, uh, <laughs> crazy stuff here. Um, then I'd have on-stage uh, pyrotechnical stunt shows where you could witness live uh, some of the more impressive scenes from the Bond movies. Uh, a bit like, uh, for those of you who remember the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark show uh, from uh, what uh, it used to be called the MGM Studios in the Walt Disney World, so something like that, in that, in that kind of line, you know. So there could be, uh, of course, uh, uh, like a rotation, you know. So once in a while, uh, you would have like a scene from that movie. And then uh, they go on schedule for another one uh, in another time of the year. So that 
uh, it would uh, attract different people uh, during different uh, times of the year, actually. Uh, so, you know, it would be, I would picture something in the like of like the Fort Knox uh, interior fight, the vault fight from Goldfinger, uh, the drug factory like explosion, <laughs> you know, in License to Kill, uh, or the construction site fight from uh, uh, Casino Royale, uh, etc. Something like that. So maybe the use of I guess rotating stages could be a necessity <laughs> if it's if it's a too big uh, uh, kind of deal, uh, or it could be like you know a selection to fit one stage that would be m probably a more uh, down to earth idea. Uh, again, something it's something pretty wild and over the top. You know, it's a, it's in the no limits kind of uh, kind of business. Uh, I see, uh, I dream of a, like a, a museum or uh, exhibits uh, for specific items, you know, like uh, there could be a tailor shop, uh, car vaults, uh, gadgets, laboratory, uh, armory rooms, etc. You know, it's something to uh, remind us, uh, give us a feel of a comic con or special exhibits, uh, exhibits sorry, um, where there could be rooms with uh, real items that are more um, like movie production memorabilia, such as storyboards, script pages, uh, official costumes worn by each actor, uh, accessory used by this actor in that movie, etc. But also uh, more in the line of uh, real life in inspiration, you know, for the for the novels and the uh, the movie, like uh, real missions or heroes that inspired Flemings or others. Uh, where you could have a little documentary, a uh, little notes on that, uh, you know, some kind of a museum exhibition for like uh, real life bonds and the rest, which would be more like a, a movie production um, a kind of museum. So uh, you know, something like that. So of course, the creative theme for this part of the project would need to be uh, uh, knowledgeable and uh, for sure and do a thorough research that that's uh, <laughs> that's a given um then uh, of course i see shops uh, in that uh, crazy theme park idea so uh, mostly for like gadgets uh, technology uh, fashion toys uh, replicas uh, something like that uh, with the official like you know uh, being part of the official bound brand for instance then uh, I see some uh, roller coasters or rides uh, inspired by the movies. So, for instance, there could be a part uh, like a controlled area where you could do a little jetpack fun <laughs> just to uh, put you in the shoes of Sean Connery and Thunderball, uh, like an action cube boat rides, uh, like in the Thames chase from uh, The World Is Not Enough, uh, bungee sessions like in GoldenEye, uh, Bobsley rides like in Majesty, space a space simulator like in Moonraker, uh, and also like uh, fun houses uh, such as the one in the, uh, the Scaramanga fun house in The Man with the Golden Gun. So, you know, to name a few. So a few examples on top of my head, but, you know, roller coasters and rides that uh, like uh, put you uh, in the, the bond shoes, for instance. Um, then uh, during I see like a rotation between water and uh, snow. So uh, with the obvious being like uh, water parks during uh, summer and uh, ski slopes during uh, winter. So that could be uh, something to put a little uh, uh, cherry on top of that. Um, of course, I 
I see some uh, casinos, uh, bars, and uh, fancy restaurants uh, where you could live the Bond lifestyle in that kind of uh, uh, Bond Disneyland uh, utopian uh, <laughs> crazy dream. Like, of course, there would be like the dress code where a suit or tux is recommended, but then again, it's, uh, it's a recommendation, but I guess most people would like to go big or go home with that one. Um, and like the resort, I picture some, uh, th these part of park as an homage to each decade in style from the 60s till today uh, so I'm, uh, I'm myself I'm a huge fan of uh, thematic uh, drinks or menus so of course each bar and restaurant would provide customers with food and drinks uh, reminiscent of the Bond movies so that would be a great uh, 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 carte if you wish um, then there could be some uh, sommelier activities or uh, mixology activities where people could uh, learn the language uh, the specific uh, learn cocktails, recipes uh, that were famous in each movies, aside from the classic, of course, uh, shaken, not stirred vodka martini from the Bond brand, you know. Uh, so I'm an unsmoker myself, but uh, as an homage for all time's sake, there could be a smoker lounge where people could uh, gather to enjoy you know, smoking cigars, uh, cigarettes, uh, drink scotch, etc., etc., of course. Uh, I'd love to have there some theaters and like uh, old-fashioned theaters and modern theaters uh, where uh, people would walk in and uh, you know there would be like a schedule for that of course but uh, some of the Bond movies would be uh, projected uh, once in a while so there could be uh, like I see like the classic theater they could call it the Connery theater as an homage um, where movies are projected in their uh, 35 millimeters original medium like for the traditional format admirers uh, you know like uh, every old-fashioned print possible there uh, and then I'd see the, uh, like, you could call it the Craig Theater or the Modern Theater, whatever, where movies would be shown in their, like, digital restoration forms, uh, following every new up-to-date upgrade in the crystal clear, high-definition picture and uh, boosted sound uh, design and remix or wh wh whatever, uh, how, how you like it. And uh, I guess on the top of that, why not create a studio where on the side there could have some productions uh, with uh, like out off the rails anime alternate universe like uh, uh, animated Bond uh, movies or series or a multiverse Bond where different actors through time uh, meet in a crossover or something like that. You know, in that uh, uh, it's not in the official production, but more like. Uh, uh, on the side production for that so uh, that's it I guess that's my <laughs> that's my crazy idea for uh, uh, Bond expansion. Uh, those are my two cents in a nutshell. So I'm a, I'm a big dreamer. Uh, of course, it makes no sense at all, but it's uh, it's, it's pretty it's pretty fun to uh, dream about it. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed. And uh, in the end, I'd say, do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to dream big. So there it is. Thanks, guys. Hi, this is Oliver, a long-term James Bond fan. I was given the opportunity by the James Bond Complex to actually uh, make a commentary about any idea that I want, re revolving, of course, the James Bond world. 
So uh, because we recently had the thrilling news of a new uh, 007 game released by 1.0 Interactive Studios, I decided, of course, to make a little commentary on this matter with my wishing ideas and opinions. To start with, 1.0 Interactive Studios are the main conceptors of the new Hitman tri trilogy game. Uh, the first was, uh, was released in 2016. And the reason why I wanted to bring that game up is because the second level, or episode, as they call it, is called Sapienza. And it is located in Italy, it's a fictional town, and it truly looks like a James Bond game level. Uh, for example, like the outfit that Agent 47, uh, the main character, is uh, wearing like during the level with a polo and clean pants, and also combined with the exotic environments um, based on a city built on the Italian coast, reminding me of the Casino Royale scene in which Bond arrives at the Ocean Club. Um, so, for example, like the Sapienza level is also based like on the Lake Como, uh, a well-known region in Italy, and also like a region called Saint-Terre. Um, it's like a village, <clears throat> sorry about that, it's like a village like with, um, you know, houses, there's a lot of colors to it, it's really iconic, and um, it also, it's famous for its margarita oven baked pizzas, famous for its views and a village built on the edge of a cliff. The graphics, the amount of details that make the world of this level alive is really promising for the new 007 game. Though the Hitman games uh, are much more like stealth oriented, so there could be more action. Uh, throughout the level, you have to discover the villain's lair, uh, in which like, you have to kill like two targets. Uh, the two villains are developing a deadly virus that will potentially kill millions of innocents. Yeah, it's really like 2020. Um, yeah, so that being said, uh, it's a little introduction to why I'm really happy that IO Interactive Studios are making the game. So here's uh, a list of what I expect for the new uh, Bond project game. It is based on the best and unique. That's what I think. On the, the Everything or Nothing game that was released by Electronic Arts in 2004. So, uh, yeah, so it, it is a list of a few elements that I'd like to have into that game. So, of course, uh, I'd, like to, I'd like it to be a third-person shooter, not the first, like, for example, GoldenEye. Um, the reason for it, i like to see, like, Bond moving, like, to see its outfits. And personally, like, for first-person shooters, it gives, like, nausea and in the end well that's my personal preference preference uh it could be like there could be like mini open world maps like based on uh, true locations like we had with the the everything and nothing game for example in peru and new orleans um you know when i played a game like you know like 16 years ago i was so like amazed that you can actually roam around um a city like new orleans for example it was really small like but it felt like GTA and I didn't know GTA back then so it was like sort of like revolutionary that you can actually like free roam like all to almost like everywhere you want but of course there were like limitations like for the technology back then um the third element will be cars um just bring them all to be honest like just Aston Martin V12 DB5 of course well every single car that was featured in every 007 movie just bring them all uh there's there's no like really like data limitations for this feature, uh, comparing like to create like large open world areas. Uh, concerning like the driving gameplay, it should be more like simulation oriented, not arcade like Need for Speed, for example, but like simulation like Forza or Gran Turismo. Um, for the walkthrough, uh, it can be I don't know, it can be like for example like twenty five twenty five levels, uh, long levels though, a bit like on like like the Uncharted movies, uh, not sorry, not movies, but uh, games. 
Um, it, can, it can be like five for each of the five locations uh, that I'm going to talk later. So, and also, actually what I really wanted like, for each level is like, you, ha you should have a lot of freedom. You know, there's not only like one path like to go through. You can take like the other path. Like you have to discover like which path you have to take in order like to finish the level. So there should be a lot of freedom. And there's, there's, there's a lot of that into, into the like uh, the newest entry of Uncharted, like the, well, the newest. It was released like four years ago. But that's what we experienced like, uh, you know, as players uh, for the gameplay in Uncharted 4, Among Thieves. No, it's not Among Thieves, actually. It's... Oh, I totally forgot that name of that title. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's a Thief's End. I'm so sorry. Among Thieves was the second one. Also a major, major video game. Um, so, and actually, actually uh, another feature that I would like to have into that um, game would be real actors and their likeness. Um, you know, Daryl Craig, of course, if he wants to. Um, Mallory M, played by Ralph Fiennes, Manipini, played by Naomi Harris, Q, played by Ben Wishaw, and, well, you know, the Craig era. You know, it will be, like, the final Bond with a new story. Um, sto some story ideas, I really don't have any idea. Like, that's, like, the only thing that's missing in my sort of, like, review. Um, yeah, I don't have anything, actually, for a story. So, yeah, it can be on the next subject for my review um idea for the villain i was thinking about like james mcavoy i don't know like he was sorry i'm gonna curse on this one it was fucked up and split such a major movie idea for main uh henchwoman uh or bond girl charlie's uh charlie's theron yeah because she's awesome like yeah <laughs> i'm not really um inspired in uh why i chose like these actors and actresses i don't know i feel like they could potentially, like, be, uh, like, really awesome, and, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, it would be, like, just amazing to see them on screen in the James Bond movie. Uh, idea for a new Bond song, Rihanna All The Way. Sorry, Billie Eilish. I didn't really like the new song. It was too slow. Um, ideas for Bond girls? I don't know. Um, let's say, like, Margot Robbie. And she was amazing and stunning in The Wolf of Wall Street. Like, she was really confident, like, like, power, uh, female power empowerment, totally. I mean, like, she, she killed it, especially, like, the scene with Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, <laughs> who, who, who are you, a fucking owl? I mean, I really like that scene. It was very funny. Um, Scarlett Johansson, because she's hot and fierce. Um, yeah, just some ideas like that. Ideas for Bond uh, locations, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think, like, it was, it was really important, like, to put like uh, as ideas like places that bond never went so in the previous movies like the whole like series um so i thought like dubai the united arab emirates um australia maybe sydney the gold coast with the iconic uh surfers paradise city like well-known um a well-known place like for surfers and like it's really like beach oriented you know i don't know it can be a stunning location on camera a bit like miami so why not um, Canada, yeah, uh, we never saw, like, a James Bond movie in Canada, like, before, I know there was, like, a scene film, like, in the Rockies, maybe in The Spy Who Loved Me, so it's, I don't know if I'm uh, accurate on this one, but that's why I heard, um, yeah, so Vancouver could be, like, the best, but a scene or mission in the Montreal Old Port 
would be awesome not because i'm from montreal but like i think it would be stunning a stunning location there's actually a blend between modern with skyscrapers in the back and old european architecture in the front it's a really good blend that's a good contrast that's what i'm feeling every time that i go uh, to montreal just to hang out for example the third location would be south africa cape town i don't know it, it's a really stunning city actually with the rock behind like in uh in the view it's a really beautiful location. Um, and finally, yeah, it can't be like a spoiler, but I think like where like the villains there would be Antarctica. I don't know. Why not? It could be awesome. We never know where the villain is. We, we would never think that the villain could be there. So yeah, so that was like my uh, little commentary for uh, the James Bond complex uh, in a, about the new uh, 007 project game by IO... Um, IO Interactive Studios. So yeah, I was really hyped to, to make actually that review because like I'm so hyped for that new game. It's been a long time that we haven't had like an, an amazing v, uh, James Bond video game. So I think like IO Interactive Studios would, will kill it, definitely. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Hello Matt and hello Edgar. This is John from Not Perfected Yet, a James Bond blog, and I was very pleased to get your invitation to offer my thoughts on if I had control of the James Bond franchise from tomorrow, what would I do? First off, I think there has to be a complete overhaul in how the James Bond films will be produced. Looking at the blockbuster competition that they have such film franchises as Star Wars, Mission Impossible, The Fast and the Furious, the Marvel Studios films. These are the summer blockbusters that Bond is going to be up against. These franchises remain relevant and popular at cinemas because they only take about three years to get the next film in the series out. In the case of Mission Impossible, right now they're filming seven and eight back to back. Disney managed to get an entire Star Wars trilogy filmed, made, and released in between the releases of Spectre and No Time to Die. The days of just making one Bond movie at a time and taking four or five years to do it is past thinking, and it is hurting the franchise. There doesn't necessarily have to be a continuity running through all the films like there has been in the Daniel Craig era. But from the get-go, they have to be planning several films ahead for what they are going to do. And they should be writing scripts for those films ahead of time, or at least story planning, so you don't fall into the trap of retroactively changing continuity to fit a new story, as was the big problem with Spectre. As Bond is Eon's cash cow, they need to be focusing more on making sure Bond is always being produced. So the script for the next film should be being written while the current film is being filmed. From the beginning process, you should have a story outline of where you want to go for the next 
four or five films. That way you can plan ahead and outsource to writing teams and other filmmakers to have the productions made near simultaneously. It's very similar to the Marvel Studios pattern that they had before they were bought by Disney. At first, they were a much smaller studio focused just on their characters, and yet they were able to get five films out in the space of two years by having productions going on at the same time. I'd also make sure that the tone of the franchise is altered. When Casino Royale came out, it had an influence from the Bourne Identity because that was the world shifting post 9-11 into a more gritty, more realistic take. I think now audiences are beyond that and it is a little outdated and the desire is to be more entertained by films instead of pulled down into the emotions. The Fast and Furious franchise is one of the most popular successful franchises in cinema today which is very light in tone but will have drama and stakes appropriate to that tone. Uh, as with the Mission Impossible franchise, from uh, the fourth film, Ghost Protocol, through to the last film, Fallout, these films have been a lot more fantastical with their stunts and their technology, but at no point do you ever feel like it's silly and it's over the top. And that's what Bond needs to get back to. As a complete reverse to when Moonraker and Die Another Day went too far to the silly side and had to come back down to a more serious tone. I feel that Craig's run has now drifted into being too serious now and is devoid of fun, which is what the audience in this day and age is looking for. This would make the films a lot more family friendly than they've been the past few years and that opens up a chance to expand the marketing, which currently is very limited in its audience. With a more family-friendly bond, there's the opportunity to have more toys and action figures, which aren't always just for children, as there's a lot of adults that collect them too, and they are a affordable piece of merchandise, which you can sell lots of to generate your business, instead of marketing with limited editions of expensive items that can only be sold to a rich minority. I'd also want to see more replicas, so things like the octopusy robe or the golden gun. These things do exist already, but they've been made with a quality that is so high and so expensive, it's closed the door on the majority of Bond fans who would want to buy this merchandise. And you're, at the end of the day, shutting down your audience as a whole. If the marketing is even going to appeal or even reach to people at such a high cost. Another thing that I would make sure that happens as quickly as possible is actually moving forward now. And that is to get James Bond video games back out onto next generation consoles. Gaming is a huge industry that makes so much money and the technology, it just improves at such a huge rate. When you see improvements in graphics and gaming engines and AI, and when you think about the improvements that have been made since we last had 
a computer game with 007 Legends in 2012. It's almost like a generation of computer gamers have missed out on a chance of playing a James Bond game. Also, a new video game needs to go down a different path than what they've done before. I don't think we should be replicating GoldenEye in a first-person shooter again or trying to cover the style of Call of Duty as they did with Quantum of Solace and Bloodstone. It shouldn't be a game about James Bond getting a gun and running around shooting an army of men in, in a level. It should be something fresh entirely. I'd personally like to see more of a free-roaming game, similar to how Red Dead Redemption 2 was, which was very, very popular with its audience, uh, giving a free-roaming spy adventure where you can play James Bond. It's a different take on a computer game that Bond fans have not had before. Another thing that I think they should at least look at, whether or not how this would play, is to move towards television. Now, I wouldn't want some sort of extended universe like Marvel are doing, where their characters appear on television shows of their own whilst appearing in the films, because that's not what Bond is about. Bond should always just focus on Bond. But it has been mentioned by a few people that they'd like to see a period set faithful adaptions of Ian Fleming's novels. And I think that would be possible. I think it would have a market for it. But I don't think you should have two live-action James Bonds at the same time. Hopefully, the new James Bond in the films will be locked into a deal for five or six films with an option to carry on for more. Having two live-action James Bonds at the same time feels very, very odd. It managed to get away with it with Sean Connery and Roger Moore back in 83 because they were so synonymous with the part, both of them. I think to do television, period, Fleming, the best way is to go through animation. It would keep the costs down, and yet it would still attract an audience. Streaming platforms are really where it's at at the moment, not just because of the way the world is, but for television. Netflix, Amazon Prime creating their own shows has been a big draw for their respective services. So I think that an animated period bond would work there. These are all just simple and obvious methods of increasing the audience James Bond is going to hit. Because by the time it comes to Bond 26, I think we need a resurgence in the character's popularity. It needs to identify with a new generation. And it needs to continue its fans currently along with it. And hopefully these tactics might actually work. Thank you to Matt and thank you to Edgar. And thank you to all the fans listening to the James Bond Complex for indulging my ideas on where 007 goes from here. So what would we do? What would... If 007 landed on... On Jake's La Christmas tree. Jake's on my Christmas tree. What would you do, Jake? Yeah. Um, I would. I would. Um, I would call 
Tim Cook at Apple straight away, sell it for about five billion dollars, and go to Rio. Really? <laughs> you would just that's it. You're wipe done. Your hands You're like, quick, give it to Apple. This is a quick cash break, mate. I'm set. <laughs> but they've the chosen. They've chosen you. I right. don't know how they've managed to do that or why they think I would be a responsible person with the franchise. I don't want that kind of pressure. I'm happy to sit back and critique. So you'll forever be the guy that's sold out to Apple. Yeah, I reckon that'd be a pretty memorable would, uh, historical figure. Oh, would you stay would on as you. like a producer or would you just be done? Like overseer? No, I'm in Rio. You've just I'm, George lucas it. I, I'm, on a, I'm, on, I'm on a yacht. I'm on Largo's yacht. Uh, in in the Caribbean or something. Okay, for okay, a scene really? that you're filming in the new movie. No, no, no I don't know what they're doing now. I don't. Right. I think Apple's got. Uh, they're doing something. I heard, but uh, I'm a billionaire now. All right, well, you're eating up our allotted time here, mate. Yeah, so um, shut up. <laughs> well, I think we've spoken about this a little bit on yeah. the pod on the podcast. Trey Bond. Trey Bond pod, podcast. Podcast. That's us. Podcast with Um I think my immediate impulse. Not a, I'm not a money maker guy, so the question regarding what would you license, I think I'd yeah. just get a team of lawyers to think about opportunities. Oh, like team of marketers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, team of marketers. I, I would want a, <clears throat> a strong bond presence in the culture. Yep. So, yes, video games, yes, toys, gizmos and widgets, yep. all the stuff. Oh, yeah. um, in terms of the property itself, the films, I would return to a, uh, a quicker cycle. Uh, every two years to keep the people happy, but I would scale down the budgets. Yep. And I would go back to Fleming, and I would make literal adaptations of, of all the novels. Oh yes. Set in You'd the fifties. I'd time. go back yeah. in time. It is very tempting to continue the formula to try again for a modern world. I think just for me, the more creatively fulfilling uh, route would be to go back to the fifties because it yep. hasn't been done before, and I think there is so much to get into and unpack, and it would. All Bond fans would love it. Um, they would just be smaller scale films because there's no, the novels are slightly You reckon all Bond fans would love that? Absolutely. They'd come around to it. The other option <laughs> I, I would... The other option... <laughs> they'd be excellently they crafted films. no choice. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm directing all of them, all right? You can play, oh, Bond. Right. You oh, can okay. play Bond if you want. No, I'm in the Caribbean. I'm oh, busy. Yeah, yeah you uh, sold it. The only other thing that to I... To you, apparently, <laughs> at Apple. Sucker. <laughs> if I was to make a, a modern day... James Bond adventure, mm-hmm. I would be oh so tempted. And I know the fans would hate me. But give it 20 years Don't and you'll look back at it as your favourite James Bond adventure. I would do old man Bond proper. Oh. I would get a Dalton to come back. Oh, you get a previous actor. I'd get a previous actor mm. to come back and I would do old man Bond. He's not trying to escape a nursing home. Or no. <laughs> no, no, no. He is a retiree. He is enjoying a quiet life. But something happens, yeah. And he's got to put the he's got to put the gun holster back on and mm. figure it out. I Sound, think that's great. Sounds a bit like uh, what Grand I know Trina. about No Time to Die. Actually, oh, wow. <laughs> no, I, I mean old, 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 man. old, 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 man. old, old man. What would MI six do with an old, old man? No, it's not MI six. M's dead. Yeah, he, he, all the people he lo- knows and loves are dead. <laughs> Gone. He's maybe got some family. This but is a light comedy. He's a true rogue agent in this oh, one. yeah. Because he's the last man standing. Yeah. Uh, I was with you <laughs> when you said scale back budgets. Yeah, yeah. Tick. Tick. Uh, no more $250 million films. No way. That's too much money. Yeah, $100 million oh, is more than enough. Yeah. Way more than enough. Uh, 
the release cycle every two years. It's back, baby. Believe it. Uh, I am not going back in the 50s. I keep them current. Yep. Yeah. And Continue I tell the you, legacy. the first person I get on the phone is Mr. Richard Madden. Hey. And he's our new Bond. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd probably... Look, my M, my Q, my Money Penny, uh, my Felix, you don't know them. Unless you watch a lot of British TV or something. Right. Oh, no. it's, that, yeah, it's that kind. Bring you know, back the new team. To idea. be honest, I'm, I'm uh, kind of a bit... Uh, Tobias Menzies for M actually hey. after watching The Crown get him because yes. we've got precedent for that with Robert Robert uh, Brown? Brown Brown yes, <laughs> yes. I wanted to call him Brown John then. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Brown coming back yeah, from yeah. Admiral Hargreaves into to M, M. Yes. wasn't completely successful but I would get it right yes. <laughs> um, once a Bond actor gets too old uh, bye bye get rid of him I have no loyalty you Loyalty to you. <laughs> Loyalty you. So you'd okay. say Madden 42 out the I would set term limits. Oh. I would set term limits. <laughs> yeah. I would say... How old is too old? You can not be in the role for longer than 10 years. Right. You know, I think that's because... What if, what if they look sprightly? What if they, nah, they, they can nah, still... What if on, they're very popular? On. Because, other, well, you, it'll stay popular. Mm. And, if, and if they suck, you get rid of them. Yeah, you, know, you don't try and if, work with If it. they end up being a bit of a lazen bee... Eh. Half a term. Yeah, half bit of, a term. Bit of a lazy Cut it bee. short. Yeah, uh, yes. I do like you thinking. Yeah, not a working. My bee. only worry is, uh, is uh, or not worry, concern, not yeah. concern, worry, is, um, <laughs> is, is what do you do with your story? Where do the stories Where go? Where do the stories go in 2020? Keep them, keep them simple. So, China. Essentially, what we've been doing with the Bond franchise, because most of the stories in the, even in the novels, tend to be the same story in a different location. Yeah. And so I think the the spectacle and the the uh, dare I say gadgets. Uh vehicles. It's uh look, it's one big commercial. <laughs> yeah, true. And, and 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 let's get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> let's get back to making Bond Ads again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I the branding in the McClellan absolutely. era. Absolutely, they don't call me branding McClellan for nothing. <laughs> if you didn't go there, I wouldn't. I've got a question for you. Yeah, I've right. got a question. I'll allow it. We're going to wrap if, it up, Jake. If well, if if Barbara's uh, Babs, I call her Babs. Babs, sorry, Babs and uh, Nikki as, G, as, yeah. as, as they address themselves mm-hmm. in the letter. Um, if if their kind of agenda. Um, e- ethos is we do what our bond wants to do. No, nope. no, nope. you, you don't... do what branding wants oh, to do. Yeah. Definitively, yeah, you go against that philosophy. Look, I, I've got a simple motto, and it's give the people what they want. Oh, and they want more films. They just want the and films. less of them. Because if you come out with a stinker, if you come out with a stinker, yep. you know that in two years the next one will come out. You Wipe the from slate the mistakes. Clean. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, after you go a die another day. Maker. Well, see, this is the thing. You mm. could have a great one and then have a stinker after. Yeah. But for every Moonraker, there's a Casino Royale. But it doesn't take four or six years and because or you're only seven years to make it. 100 mil for them. If that. Then the risk is low. It's like, It'll cost you a little bit of money, yeah. but it's not going to sink the studio if, yeah. if you have a less successful title. Yeah. Uh, good, 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 good thinking, boys. Yeah. Strip it give back. it to us. Yeah, give it to us. Give it to us. Strip it back, put it in the 50s, sell it to Apple. Yeah. Or yeah. do my one. 
Or, I mean, a combination of all three. Or all of them. Get Richard Madden. Get Richard Madden. Do one every two years. Yep. Maximum ten years. Do it, set it in the 50s. And then sell it to Apple. Sell it to Apple. Sell that to Apple and they have to do that. They have to do it. And then we'll all go to uh, live in Rio. Yeah, Yeah. great. Great. Yeah, or Caribbean. Yeah. All right, well... uh, Wherever. If you boys over at the James Bond complex could uh, make this happen... Well, let us know what Babs... If Babs is serious about this or not. Because... Because they didn't put a we return address on that letter, yeah. so I don't know how to get my response back. Yeah. Uh, and I, I am a little concerned that they broke into our house at night. Yeah, I don't know I how they get in, because, yeah. you know, I don't normally get Christmas presents. No. So Yeah. Because you were a Grinch. Mm. One man's Grinch is another man's... Grinch. You, Jesus. Uh, no, absolutely not. not. No one thinks of the Grinch as Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you just lost the South. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Merry Christmas. Oh. And to all a... Uh, Merry Christmas. A good bond. A, a good bond. A tray bond. A tray bond. <laughs> Damn it, we should have worked that Damn out. Hello, Bond community. Hello, Matt. Hello, Edgar. From the Bond Complex, this is Lloyd Nance from the Bond Influence on YouTube and Instagram. And the first thing you should know about me is I'm one of the people whom you have everywhere. (laughs) All right. So what would I do with the James Bond IP? Well, first thing I'd do with I put out No Time to Die in theaters, uh, wherever it's open, wherever theaters are open, and at the same time, I put it out on video demand so everybody could see it, just in case they're, you know, uh, on lockdown right now. And I do that on uh, Christmas Day. Uh, that way, we can start this year off on a good note and just be done with the Daniel Craig era. And that way, we can start off with a new James Bond in 2021. So, who I cast as the new James Bond would be Henry Cavill. Uh, and I'd put him in uh, Devil May Care. Um, I love that title. Uh, it'd be loosely based on the Sebastian Fox novel. And it'd just be the title of a completely new story. Um, it would completely ignore the credit continuity uh, and go back to be in a standalone film, uh, just the way it had been before Craig. Uh, and it would pretty much uh, uh, act as any other um, James Bond's uh, actor's first movie. So it'd be like Dr. No, Madison Secret Service, Live and Let Die. Uh, Living Daylights or Goldeneye, where you know the character is just James Bond. There's, you know, you don't need to explain why he looks different or anything. You just continue on. He is who he is. Don't need to explain why he looks younger or whatever. Uh, and it would be uh, still uh, um, in continuity for everything from Doctor No to Die Another Day. Uh, no reason to root the old history, you know, and so it'd be a new mission, new Bond girl, new villains. Uh, it'd start filming at the end of 2021 and come out in November 2022, and we'd go back to having Bonds come out every two years. Uh, as far as the video games, um, I would do, I mean, having IO Interactive doing a Bond game has always been a dream of mine, and that's happening now, but uh, it, it's, as far as that goes, um, it's happening, so there's that. Uh, events I would love to see would be uh, love. There would be like a Bond convention similar to Comic Con, uh, 
where all the black community can come together and you know celebrate and just be similar to how how they do those. Um, I don't know, um, TV shows. Uh, I think I haven't seen the. Uh, I guess we got this Alex Ryder show on Amazon, which I haven't seen yet. It's supposed to be a spy series about it, like kid in uh, boarding school or something like that. Uh, but I hear good things about it, and I think a, a young uh, Bond TV series could be very good. Uh, that could definitely be the way to bring the younger audience to James Bond. And the one thing I, I would put out. Uh, if I was in control of the IP, would be uh, a new Ultimate Edition Blu-rays of all the films, with new commentaries for from all the Bond actors we have still living, and the movies they did, uh, and better speed, hopefully uh, with uh, uh, better spe- special features for uh, on the films um, like Quantum of Solace and Spectre, which were like bare bones, and uh, hopefully they would explain like what the hell went wrong with those films. Um, and you know, and that way we just get a, a better package of those because, like, I don't think those two had commentaries or anything, barely any kind of really in-depth um, behind the scenes on those two, and, and just completely update those with all the new films. But yeah, that's all for me. Um, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy Holidays. Hi, this is Phil Pajali of the blog, The Paperback Film Projector. Um, I would like to thank Matt and uh, Edgar for inviting me on their podcast, The James Bond Complex, earlier this year to talk about um, the book Forever and the Death by Donald E. Westlake. Um, in regard to what would I do with the uh, Bond franchise, um, I think what I'd like to see is... Um, the stories end up on uh, television, um, so even on something like Netflix and a streaming service, because I feel like um, it would be interesting to see the stories done uh, when they were um, originally written. Uh, so, you know, basically done as period stories. Um, and I just, I don't feel like at this point um, the movies, the, the feature films, um, uh, are going to approach that. I think they're always going to be contemporary. Uh, so, you know, I would like to see, yeah, the, the stories done as episodes as a TV series. And then it occurred to me that, well, Ian Fleming had written some of the stories uh, to be um, a TV show. So the, you know, most notably the For Your Eyes Only stories and also a couple of the stories that are in the Octopussy collection. Uh, we're supposed to be episodes, so it would be kind of cool to see um, to see those stories in a in a television format, like a, a half an hour or even an hour long, um, depending on how much material is there. Um, I think that would be that would be kind of fun. Even the one of the treatments that didn't end up getting used, Murder on Wheels, which ended up in uh, the novel Trigger Mortis by Anthony Horowitz. Um, it'd be interesting to see that done um, as a television special. Uh, so I, I feel like the TV format allows for um, kind of smaller budgeted, more character-based um, situations. And also, 
I think audiences would be more accepting of the uh, period, uh, the Cold War kind of backdrop, um, the 50s and 60s in in a, a TV or television format. I think for some, well, probably for a few reasons, but movie producers tend to shy away from doing um, period action movies. And, and if you look, they haven't been as successful. So the man from uncle, for example, was not a financial success. And that was set in, in the sixties. Um, so that's one thing I'd like to see, uh, Eon do with the franchise. I don't know how much money it would, you know, they would make from it, but it would be, it would be fun to see. I'll also mention that, um, I think that, uh, the James Bond franchise should have more of a presence in, um, audio. I know that there have been audio productions that have been done recently, but I, I know that, um, uh, the company Big Finish Productions, which does, um, Doctor Who audio productions, it does an excellent job with those. Um, I know that the chairman of Big Finish has approached, uh, Eon for the rights to the James Bond books for years and has been turned down. I really think that, um, you know, Eon should, should, uh, give in on that and just let, you know, give them the license and let them do them because they, they do a fantastic job with their audio productions. And I think it would be fun to see not just the novels adapted, um, but also I think the writers are so good with big finish that I think that they could do really solid original James Bond stories. And since big finish is known for bringing back, um, actors who had played Doctor Who in the past um, and done a successful job uh, with them. I think that there's even some space to bring back, say, Timothy Dalton and also Pierce Brosnan to do, uh, and even actually even George Lazenby to do um, uh, big Finish productions. I mean, George Lazenby, I think, just recorded an audio production recently where he plays a spy. So it would be fun to have these um, Bond actors come back and, and play the role again. And even, you know, I mean, basically get the, um, the closure that they, that they didn't got, that they didn't get in the feature films. Okay. Because I, I think in the case of all three of those actors, their tenures were abbreviated. Um, so that, those are a couple things that I'd like to see with the Bond franchise. Um, so thanks again, and to everyone listening, happy holidays. I was going to play our theme song. It's Christmas morning. Oh my God. Yeah, it's Christmas morning. So I've been up for three hours. Um, there was a gift under the tree. We don't have a tree. There was a gift under a <laughs> chair. I kind of tried to wait for you to get up. Like Oprah, was it taped to the bottom of the chair? No, it was just oh, okay. under a chair. Right. And the cat was probably sitting on it. Oh, he was. That was Rick. Um, I tried to wait for you to open it, mm-hmm. but um, you stayed in bed for an extra two hours, so I just went ahead and opened it. Accurate. I think you're going to be pretty excited. <laughs> I don't think so. Depends if it's your... Anyways, go ahead. We now have... We or you? 
both of us. It uh, was for both of us. Sh- I figured I'd go out on a completely different tangent than you would. We have now full control over the Bond franchise. Oh, great. You should act a little bit more shocked. I think it's a pretty surprising gift. Hooray! We should have reversed the rules, but okay. Um, yeah, so what are we going to do with this? Let's spend the rest of Christmas eating cookies and figuring this out. And some candy cane ice cream? Sure. Okay, cool. And vodka and wine? Yeah. Um, I made some boozy hot chocolate. Uh, there you go. I think you should go first. Well, I don't think we're going to agree on this. No, we're not. <laughs> so, we're okay, here's my proposal. I'm going to awkwardly sit in the corner. I'm going to talk about what I think we should do. Mm-hmm. You can talk about what you think we should do. Yep. We'll try to reach a compromise, which is obviously not going to work. Mm-hmm. So, we will then arm wrestle. And whoever wins... Oh, I'm really good at arm wrestling, though. Yeah, but I, I, I mean... I'll head by you. Anyway, we'll arm wrestle. Oh, no, let's... We could race. I don't know. We'll pick some kind of a challenge and figure out, and whoever wins will take control of the franchise. Okay. We'll have a drink off. Whoever doesn't die of liver failure will win. Well, that doesn't work for me because I'm like two drinks in. I'll be sleeping. So am I. <laughs> All right. Go for it. So I'm going to I'm gonna choose everyone's favorite. Oh, wait. Corey and Danielle of another James Bond podcast. Well, we can just re-record that and like slip it in. in the yeah, this is fine. Three, two, one, go. I would kind of turn the franchise around i've talked about this already i haven't received any hate mail but you have control of the instagram account so i don't know if you've been filtering it from me i think bond should be a woman i think that kate blanchett should play bond i think she would be amazing because she's the coolest person on earth and she's a great actress is she gonna be a one-off or or she'll do several well she would obviously do three more than that is too much. Age is an issue, though. How old is Kate, ben- Kate Blanchett? It doesn't matter. She looks like she's 32. Well, that's true, but she has to be physically able to do the bits. Carry on. I feel like that's insulting to Kate Blanchett because she can do anything. Um, so, yeah, I would turn the Bond franchise around, make Bond a woman, and uh, she would bring the power suit back. So there would obviously be a line of power suits that every little girl would need. <laughs> power suit. Hopefully not like a Hillary Clinton style cut she's 51 she looks like she's 32 yeah how old is daniel craig he's 52 fine she'll do two she's amazing she can do two yeah i mean i'm I'm not saying a question of of her looks she doesn't look i feel like you're questioning me a lot actually i don't think she looks any older than 30 i I feel like i should be able to pitch my idea without interruption i politely listen to you I haven't said anything, you dipshit. <laughs> All right. I just mean in terms of the physicality of the role, she needs to be able to do it with a break in between shooting. I disagree because okay. I feel like if you go back to the, like if you go back to Connery and more, they weren't as physical as Craig is now by any means. And I feel like Kate Blanchett can probably kick better than Roger Moore can at any point in his <laughs> career. What? Yeah, I know it's Christmas and you're excited. We have the Bond franchise now. But shut up. We're doing a recording. And also, I'm not like, I will consider other people than her, mm-hmm. but I think she still so should do it. are you saying it would be more of a story-driven thing and maybe a little less action-packed? Yes. Okay. 100%. Well, okay. Well, then she could probably, yeah, she could probably do it. Also, the other thing that would happen is every film would be an hour and 45 minutes tops. <laughs> 
Okay. And I think would have less side stories to them. Did you honestly think you could get through it if it was only an hour and 45 I minutes? could. No problem. Okay. This is me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. You never saw me get a project in school that included an oral presentation and you had up to 45 minutes and everyone took an hour and a half and I took 35 minutes. Okay. I can be very succinct. Mm-hmm. So that's me. That's my idea. It's short. It's sweet. It's right. Go. Your okay. turn. In terms of where the franchise should go, I, I don't think they should change the formula too much. I think Daniel sort of put it on a more modern sort of playing field with a little less camp and a little more respect towards women, which is good. I don't know who the next Bond actor should be. I have no bloody clue. I do honestly think they should give Pierce a proper send-off, mm-hmm. like a retirement piece. I know that's sort of a... See how quiet I'm being when you're <clears throat> pitching your idea? She said interruptingly. <laughs> So I think Pierce should get a proper send-off. He is um, kind of the... I think he's like a lower-tier Bond for a lot of people, but I think he still deserves like a... Die Another Day was just horrible, and he deserves some a proper send-off. Yeah. So they should do some kind of retirement-type piece, not in a no-time-to-die kind of way, because I guess Craig's sort of retired as well. I don't know. Something along those lines. I think the James Bond brand should be made more affordable for, like... I don't know, the whole middle class, <laughs> because really it's kind of a one percenters game right now. Uh, the clothing lines are really, really high end. And well, I have a budget bond page because it's not really affordable if you're a normal person. None of us are normal. No, <laughs> whatever. So yeah, there should be some affordable options and they shouldn't be crap. You know, they can hire up like an actual quality clothes maker and just, I bet you would probably do really well. It Wouldn't, wouldn't it be good though, like if a sort of middle of the line brand just picked up and started making their own bond line? Hmm. Yeah, like not everybody can afford, you know, Tom Ford and... Like the Gap or something had their bond line. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you would do that? I know there is finally a new 007 video game coming out, but I mean, they should really be in that market more and they should be doing it correctly. Hire the actors, hire the screenwriters, and like you have all these people in play. So put it in the contracts going forward. You're in the film, well, we're going to put you in for a game or or something at least. I think between Bond films, because we usually have to wait five years, they should do something else. I talked to Matt Spazer of Bond Suits about just sort of my idea for having like a throwback, like a 50s, 60s proper spy film. Oh, that's something you've been talking about for a while. Yeah. The reason why I mentioned Matt, because he had sort of, he'd said to me that a lot of those films, when they do wardrobe throwbacks, they don't really get the wardrobes right. And I sort of mentioned like, well, why don't they hire the current wardrobe people and bring in the people from Mad Men? Because mm. Mad Men was... Oh my God, the clothes in that show. Mad Men was like near perfect in terms of wardrobe. So, you know, branch outside of the, the current Bond production teams a little bit and uh, bring in some new some new people. Mm-hmm. But if they did like a like a throwback, it would allow us to see more than one actor over 10 years playing bond because right now there's all kinds of people that would be great for it and it's i'm sure it's really hard for barbara and michael to pick who the next one's going to be so why not pick two and then have somebody who fits sort of that classier 60s role and have them do that film and then have somebody do the more modern one Mm -hmm. and that way too i think we can see we can bring back some of the sort of the nostalgia with bond and, and some older cars and some cooler gadgets and that kind of thing there'd be a lot more dancing in my version of the film well there you go there was actually some dancing in the older ones right so yeah it mm-hmm. could happen someone would crump it'd be great somebody what crump crumping what the fuck is that i'll show you after it's awesome please don't if i don't know what it is <laughs> chances are i don't know what it is chances are i don't need to know we'll just leave it at that yeah i think that would uh 
those are my ideas, I think. Just sort of throw some nostalgia into it. And um, what are we, like three minutes? Thirteen. Oh. Well, we kind of fucked around for the first Oh, yeah, right, thing. right. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that idea with me. <laughs> I think mine is better. We're going to table all those ideas. I think mine is better. Um, so Bond, <clears throat> a, woman, a woman will get the role in brand new franchise, power suits for women. Let's go. Um, so, but we both agree that my idea is better. Okay, everyone. Uh, hopefully that's it. Have a good Christmas and uh, hope you all are well. And uh, yeah. I think a foot race. I think we should do a foot race. Like for speed or distance? De- oh, definitely distance. <laughs> okay, so you're just going to win. Exactly. Okay. Is your knee still buggered up? It's feeling better today. Yeah, we'll have to get one off day. Okay, well, whoever wins will uh, come back and announce the winner. Cool. All right, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have good holidays. Happy holidays. (laughs) Bye. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. I'm Christopher Morales of That One Bond Guy, and very Merry Christmas to you, whoever is listening, and Happy Holidays, or whatever you may celebrate. And a very special thank you to Edgar, Emery, and Matthew of the James Bond Complex for allowing me to be a part of such a really creative and awesome project. It's Christmas Day. I receive a golden envelope with my name on it saying, Christopher, you are now in charge of the 007 franchise. And first off, out of right when I'm done screaming and jumping up and down and acting all fangirlish, well, I'll actually need to get some pen and paper and just really think about what I want to do. First thing I'd love to see, actually, is kind of maybe see Bond in a teacher role. I know he's used to being very independent, and we kind of cheer him on in that, but it'd be really interesting to see if he had kind of a somebody that looked up to him, somebody that wanted to be him in in a movie, kind of representing the fan and all of us and have them be trained by him. Uh, And maybe Bond 26, 27, 28 could be a trilogy of, of the adventures and the missions that, you know, we start off with Bond meeting his trainee. And then in the second one, we see them do a mission. And then in the third one, maybe something happens and the training goes rogue. And Bond has to defeat the biggest enemy he's ever had to fight, which is somebody he's trained. Now that would be a very interesting plot. Product tie-ins, you know, it'd be really cool to see things from the past reemerge as kind of an Easter egg type of thing. Um, old brands, Anthony Sinclair, um, you know, Brioni, all these different things. Maybe just a little. Easter egg in, in, in a poster or something like that, you know, something kind of fun. I do miss the different types of gadgets there used to be in, in the old films with some being very outrageous and ridiculous, but very enjoyable and entertaining. Um, so it'd be kind of cool to see that again. Just a nod to the past and definitely tons of Fleming-esque um, locations, new locations, uh, would be cool to have one in Canada, 
just saying. Um, a lot of great locations there. Um, California again. Come down to Sacramento. There you can have Bond jumping off the uh, I, I Street Bridge or even the uh, our little mini version of the Golden Gate Bridge, which we call the uh, Tower Bridge. Um, however, whatever it may be, um, it would be really awesome to see new locations, places that we've never gone before. That would probably be it for me. Honestly, the biggest thing would be to see if Bond could handle having a trainee and just kind of seeing how that would go. It would be really interesting to have that kind of plot. Uh, also, music. I love... <laughs> we gotta get Matt Forbes. Matt Forbes, uh, very, very... If you guys haven't seen it on my Instagram, I've kind of put an old... I think it was the Quantum of Solace opening pre-title sequence, and I put it to a song that Matt Forbes has done. He's also a Canadian artist um, who does jazzy and, and blues type of music, but he has the perfect Bond uh, song voice. And then also Michael Buble would be a great pick too. Would be my top two actually to do a Bond song. I do miss the uh, Thunderball, all those from Russia with Love and type of sounding songs, you know, with the big band in the back and kind of tying it back to how Bond kind of started. I guess you could say my outlook is more of a vintage or trying to create a retro vibe when creating the new Bond films because I do also miss the, the old mission, new mission every time type of thing. Uh, the storyline with Craig was really, really cool, but I kind of want to get back to Roger Moore era where each mission brought a little different uh, story, you know, mission after mission, new characters, new enemies and such. But yeah, kind of, if I were handed the keys to the franchise, obviously keep Aston Martin. Uh, also keep Omega, you know, things I would not change. Other than that, I think if I had that opportunity, I would definitely ask Barbara if that would be kind of a direction she would let me go through. And it would be a very cool and interesting way to see Bond in, in a new light. Adventures and, and definitely a lot of content. And uh, shoot, hire Q Branch Media. Shout outs to them to make more official, fun Bond shirts. But other than that, I think it would be very interesting to see Bond uh, take the role again as, as kind of a trainer and, and see how he would take that. And that would be my vision if I had the keys to James Bond 007. That being said, thank you for hearing my little spiel and rant, I guess you can say. <laughs> but again, Happy New Year to everybody. Whoever's listening, whatever you are doing out there, stay safe. 2020 has been absolutely crazy, but one thing I can truly say is always been consistent and always uplifting is the Bond community. Everyone out there, you guys are fantastic, and I'm so thankful for you guys keeping my head up during these crazy times. So, until next time, this is Christopher Morales of That One Bond Kai. I will see you all very soon. See ya. by light from the glowing sunrise. It's Christmas Day, isn't it, I surmise? 
The house is silent, not even a stir. The presence come calling and becomes a lure. I sneak out of bed and tiptoe down the hall. Watch out for the dog that's not to fall. Lo and behold, the glittering tree, decorated so lovely and very pretty. There are presents galore below at my feet, but I see a golden envelope, a mighty treat. Addressed outside, it says to ladies who bond. I ponder the thought, must I respond? Excited with temptation, unable to resist, I tore open the envelope, my fingers insist. It read, Dear Jocelyn, you are now in control. The Bond brand needs help, a new bankroll. Signed Barbara and Michael, powers that be. The Bond franchise has been left to me. Hello, Matthew and Edgar. This is Jocelyn Sia with Ladies Who Bond. Thank you for inviting me to participate in this year's holiday episode. It has been one hell of a year, but I hope that you and everyone listening are healthy, well, and have a wonderful holiday. For this year's James Bond Complex Christmas Special, you've asked us what we would do with the James Bond franchise, and I'd like to take you all on a ride through the ponderings of my mind. Starting off with, how does the brand branch out? One way I think the brand could really branch out is by expanding the Bond universe. There are plenty of novels and comics that could be adapted into movies or TV show spin-off. The Money Penny Diaries would make a great TV show. What about the Young Bond series? How about a Felix Leiter TV series based on the comic books? The gap in between movies has gotten longer and longer, and it would be nice to have filler in between. The one benefit that the franchise has is that it's been tightly curated between the Ian Fleming publication and Estate as well as Eon. There's consistency in the Bond universe, so how about expanding on it even more? There are plenty of novelizations and comics that they could expand on. Which leads me into product tie-ins. As a female fan of the franchise, it would be nice to see more products for women. I understand and acknowledge that a majority of the fanbase is male, but since Skyfall, I feel there has been much less available for the female fanbase. Sometimes fashion can be difficult, but it would be great if they could collaborate on things that women would use all the time. For example, more jewelry collaborations. I would love to see the Bond brand work with Swarovski again creating original work. Besides jewelry, maybe makeup is something that all women could enjoy. The OPI nail polish line was such a welcome product. It would be nice to see them release another collection for each movie. Or maybe getting with the times and doing an official collaboration with makeup companies. Brand collaboration eyeshadow palettes or lipstick collections are very popular today with the makeup industry. Some companies that come to mind include ColourPop, Urban Decay, and MAC Cosmetics. Or you could go with high-end companies such as Tom Ford or Yves Saint Laurent. Something that is also lacking is product for the younger generations. I would love to see another Lego set, more action figures, how about an original board game besides Monopoly? But of course what is most important are the movies. If I had control of the Bond brand, we wouldn't be waiting long gaps between movies. We now have a younger generation who has only grown on Daniel Craig. We haven't been able to diversify the franchise since. The movies have also become very serious and there's nothing wrong about that, but it concerns me that the shift in the franchise has prevented them from attracting a younger generation. In addition, one of the biggest downfalls of the Craig era is that the movies are all connected. 
which wouldn't be an issue if they were released in a timely manner. I think the movies need to shift in a way where they can attract a younger generation into the spy genre world, and if there's going to be a continuing plotline, not to wait so long between movies. There is one way that I think would be a big bankroll for the franchise, and that is holding an official fan celebration. Recently, after revisiting the novel Diamonds Are Forever, the passage where Tiffany and Bond journey across the Atlantic on the Queen Elizabeth sparked an idea. The Bond franchise should hold an official fan cruise that would journey around the world where fans and celebrities can join at different ports and stay however long they desire. The cruise experience itself could include a multitude of activities that could cater to any Bond fan. The theater could show Bond movies on the big screen, the library could be filled with Bond novels, photo books, books by the community, all available to check out and read. The bridge room could teach guests how to play and hold tournaments like in Moonraker. The casino could showcase Baccarat, poker tournaments, and a bit of fun at roulette. During the day, there could be meet and greet with celebrities, production guests, and other fans. There could be lectures, book clubs, movie discussions, spy, and mixology classes. There would be fine dining every night, serving up dishes inspired from novels, dressing up in fancy tuxedos and evening gowns. If one didn't feel up for fine dining, they could pick up some fish and chips and have a cold beer and take their chance at Bond pub trivia. Of course, plenty of scrambled eggs, champagne, and black coffee for breakfast. While stopping at ports around the world, excursions may include movie, location visits, walking tours, movie reenactments, or activities where one could really be James Bond. It would be the perfect way to hold an official event and do it with such class and style. Fingers crossed someone is listening to me and can make any of these holiday wishes happen, especially the fan cruise part. I'd be the first one to sign up. <laughs> Thanks again, everyone, for listening, and thank you, James Bond Complex, for having me on. Have a safe holiday and see you all next year. Jocelyn Siev with Ladies Who Bond, signing off. Matthew and Edgar, Edgar and Matthew, the James Bond complex. What's going on, guys? Merry Christmas from your good buddy Joe over at Being James Bond. How are you guys doing? I hope you guys are having a fantastic holiday season, and I'm sure you are very ready to ring in 2021 and say goodbye to this miserable year. I think next year will be 10 times better than this year. So I am looking forward to many more spectacular podcasts from the James Bond complex and by the way, it's so great that you guys are still going strong. Huh? You guys have done a fantastic podcast. All of your material is top notch, so keep it up. And by the way, I hope we get another chance to hang out in person in 2021. It was really great to get at least one face-to-face get-together back in February in Toronto before all the lockdowns happened. We had a lot of fun seeing the Skyfall in concert, but honestly, the best part was just being able to hang out with you guys again. It really was a great gathering of the Bond community. I had a lot of fun. So more of that in 2021. 
But for now, hey, let's say that yours truly was given the keys to the kingdom and I was running things. The future of the James Bond franchise is in my hands. How would I do this? And the timing of this, by the way, is pretty spectacular. Seeing how we just saw Marvel and Disney Star Wars come out with a litany of new projects, both. Holy cow. So I kind of feel like James Bond needs to respond. So, uh, all right, here's how I would do it. So first off, would I do a litany of spinoff projects in the style of what we just saw? Probably not. I don't think I would do a Felix Leiter spinoff, a Money Penny spinoff, a Q spinoff. What I would do, and honestly, this is not new for anybody who's been listening to me for any length of time. I would go back to the books. I would go back to the books and do them as an extended series. Again, places like Netflix, Amazon, they are clamoring for content. So to be able to go back to the Fleming books and put together a multi-episode series, I think, frankly, would be pretty easy. Uh, I just got finished watching all of the seasons of The Crown, and I kept saying to myself, I said, boy, they could easily put James Bond in this time period, and it would be spectacular. They could take all of the books, and they wouldn't necessarily have to do like an episode for each book. I think a very creative writer could take the timeline of James Bond and possibly break it up differently. You know, some novels are pretty lengthy. There are also short stories. So honestly, I feel like if you found a very creative way to sort of create the actual timeline, break it up as needed, maybe do things out of order, you could have a pretty spectacular series. And it could be pretty lengthy. You could get at least three or four seasons out of that, frankly. So, I mean, this again, you're talking about a lot of good material there. So no need to rush it. Let it cook. Let it simmer. And what else? Well, obviously, the film series would have to keep going full steam. Keep the films contemporary. Bring in some fresh blood. We need a Kevin Feige to plot out a few films in a row. Doesn't mean they have to be sequels. Doesn't mean they have to form a perfect trilogy, etc., but just have some plan going forward. I would try to at least plot out three films at a time. Again, they don't have to feel like trilogies. We don't have to have three-part story arcs. I just mean plan at least three self-contained stories that make sense in a row. Keep Bond on the edge of current technology. Keep Bond current, but keep that same Bond style. But what else would I be doing? Well, first of all, again, we need the James Bond video games back. That's a given. I know they are currently working on something, and I know that the creators of this game are also very well known for doing the Hitman series. I don't know it well, but from what I hear, they are probably perfect candidates to do a Bond video game, so I'm very happy about that. Let's keep that train moving. As far as products goes, I think personally I like the replica clothing. I think that's probably my favorite thing that I see coming out of the Bond world as far as actual products go. You know, games are fun. The fun co Pops are also fun to keep on your shelf, but the Bond clothing, that to me is pretty sweet. And as far as events go, obviously we need more events and Lord knows the Bond community does a really good job of sort of doing their own events. But I think if the creators were really going to get involved with that sort of a thing, what I would do is I would pump up the Bond locations. What does that mean? Well, I mean, people have heard me joke about how if I ever hit a big lottery, the first thing I would do would be to buy a certain little home on the coast of Nassau, otherwise known as Palmyra. Yeah, I'd buy that, restore it to its former glory. But of course, I got to wait for that big old payout. But uh, I think the powers that be could possibly do just that. What if you bought Palmyra, restored it again to its former glory, and it becomes sort of a bond bed and breakfast? 
it wouldn't be cheap, but obviously there's a lot of space there. You could put multiple bedrooms. Could you imagine you and a bunch of other Bond friends going in on a long weekend in Palmyra? Not too shabby. Uh, and then from there, I think I would head over to New Orleans. There's a certain building where the Filet of Soul was. Why not buy it? Why not turn it into the actual Filet of Soul? Now you've got a Bond restaurant and bar that people can go to any time of the year. I mean, God knows that New Orleans is never short of tourists. Why not? Maybe a second one opens up in Upper Manhattan. Why not? Although I would probably wait on that one until Manhattan does a comeback, but I think it'll happen. At least I hope. And seriously, there are great Bond locations around the world. You could give a similar treatment. I think, uh, I think that's what I would do. Instead of in investing in one event that only happens once, why not invest in a property that can continue to remind people of the legacy of James Bond? A great place to gather, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't know. I, that, that's, that's how I would do it, honestly. And, and may, maybe I'm kind of being a little selfish. Maybe I'm sort of thinking in terms of what I would love to see. Uh, but I, I really do think the larger community would love it. And honestly, I think it would continue to attract new fans. People would have multiple venues to discover James Bond. So there you go. I think I've pontificated enough on uh, my little daydreams about how I would run the, the Bond franchise if it were up to me. Guys, once again, Merry Christmas. And seriously, keep up the great work over at the James Bond Complex. I absolutely love it. Your knowledge of James Bond and your passion is infectious. It's just fantastic. And again, I really do hope we get to hang out again soon. Whether it's in my neck of the woods of Manhattan or your neck of the woods of Toronto, hopefully 2021 will be the year where the Bond community finally gets back together face to face because uh, Lord knows we deserve it. So thanks again, guys. Matthew and Edgar, you're great guys. Merry Christmas to both of you. Keep up the great work. Oh, and much better things in 2021. Talk to you guys soon. Hello, this is David Zritsky for The Bond Experience. And uh, first of all, I'd like to thank the James Bond Complex for such an amazing referral and for allowing me to get the, the intellectual property of the 007 franchise. What a wonderful surprise and a great gift for the holidays. Uh, as my first act of overseeing the 007 franchise, I'm actually going to take it back to the fans. Um, I'd like to appoint a committee, a group just made up of fans to focus on several things. First of all, this fan committee is going to be global. It's not just going to be, um, you know, the typical well-known fans. No, it's going to be a wonderful cross-section, uh, different genders, geographies, cultures, different likes, uh, different themes. And I'm going to put them together. Let's say, oh, I don't know, seven of them. 007 seems like a nice number. And I want to create a think tank. I want to create really a brain trust of individuals, very much like Marvel did, and certainly like the people over at Disney Plus did with The Mandalorian, and put the fans somewhat in charge. In charge of consistency making sure that the Bond franchise keeps the wonderful tropes and traditions and nostalgia firmly in place. Number two, I want them to also focus on productization of the franchise. What are those different things as far as keeping a finger on the pulse of what do the fans want when it comes to merchandise and marketing and products? 
what kind of experiences do they want both offline and you know when the when the time is right offline and, and but right now online and what do those look like what do they feel like what is their fantasy and then ultimately ultimately what should the movies be about and i'm not talking about plot and story and that's really for the writers but the trajectory of the Bond franchise as far as the movies are concerned and and even the expanded family of books. Where should they go? What are those corners that still need to be explored? What are that sensibility that we want out of the franchise moving forward? And then most importantly, not just thinking of the next movie, but the next six movies, even, dare I say, in an expanded universe of different characters that intertwine together in a logical but exciting fashion. That's my fantasy, is to put this group together. Who knows what we would call it? 007 Brain Trust? That seems a little bit too much on the nose. But that's the first act, is really get them together. And by the way, it's not to dismiss what's been done with the franchise, which I think has done an amazing job. I I couldn't even imagine doing something as uh, monumental as what they've done since 1962 and, and even before. Now, it's really to see what's working and keep that. What's not working? Well, let's get rid of that or improve it. And what are the gaps that need to be filled? That's what we're going to concentrate in this particular group. Once that group comes together and connects, that's when we can trudge forward and really take a look at the franchise and get excited about it. And most importantly, by doing this, it's a franchise that's for us, by us. And that's exciting to me. Thanks for giving me the keys to the castle, even for oh, a little less than four minutes. Take care. And now, a Bond franchise Christmas wish list as sung very poorly by Melanie with Burb, James Burb. On the first day of Christmas, my Eon wish would be a movie we finally can see. On the second day of Christmas, my Eon wish would be more more air style comedy and a movie we finally can see. On the third day of Christmas, my Eon wish would be the Money Penny Diaries film for TV, more more air style comedy and a movie we finally can see. On the fourth day of Christmas, my Eon wish would be a Bond-themed theme park, the Money Penny Diaries film for TV, more, more air-style comedy, and a movie we finally can see. On the fifth day of Christmas, my Eon wish would be standalone plot lines for future films. A Bond-themed theme park, the Money Penny Diaries film for TV, more more era-style comedy, and a movie we finally can see. 
on the sixth day of Christmas, my eon wish would be official fan convention, standalone plot lines for future films, a bunting theme park, my money penny diaries, film for TV, more, more era style comedy, and a movie we finally can see. On the seventh day of Christmas, my eon wish would be more licensed gear for ladies, official fan conventions, standalone plot lines for future films, a Bond theme theme park, the Money Penny Diaries film for TV, more more era style comedy, and a movie we finally can see. On the eighth day of Christmas, my eon wish would be a Lady Gaga theme song, more licensed gear for ladies, official fan conventions, standalone plot lines for future films, a Bond theme theme park, the Money Penny Diaries film for TV, more more era style comedy, and a movie we finally can see. On the ninth day of Christmas, my eon wish would be a line of toys for kids, a Lady Gaga theme song, more licensed gear for ladies, official fan conventions, standalone plot lines for future films, a Bond theme theme park, the Money Penny Diaries film for TV, more more era style comedy, and a movie we finally can see. On the tenth day of Christmas, my eon wish would be. Bond the musical on Broadway, a line of toy for kids, Lady Gaga theme song, more lines to gear for ladies, official fan conventions, standalone plot lines for future films, a Bond theme theme park, the Money Penny Diaries film for TV, more more air style comedy, and a movie we finally can see. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my eon wish would be. Cooler cue gadgets, Bond the musical on Broadway, a line of toys for kids, a Lady Gaga theme song, more licensed gear for ladies, official fan conventions, standalone plot lines for future films, a Bond theme theme park, the Money Penny Diaries film for TV, more more era style comedy, and a movie we finally can see. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my eon wish would be. The glorious return of Max the Parrot, Cooler Q, Gadgets, Bond, the musical on Broadway, a line of toys for kids, a Lady Gaga theme song, more licensed gear for ladies, official fan conventions, standalone plot lines for future films, a Bond theme theme park, the Money Penny Diaries film for TV, more more era style comedy, and a movie we finally can see. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Holidays. Hello, dear listeners. This is Jason Kim, one of the co-hosts of the James Bond Complex for our for this year's Christmas special, here are my ideas on how to help Eon generate their cash flow better to improve the quality of their films. For this expansion, I decided that Eon should focus all their energies on three key areas for the best output, the product, the user experience, and media. On their products themselves, I like to focus on the Legos, music, and clothing. 
I would like the LEGO and EON's partnership to continue, and this time to deliver the LEGO V8 Vantage. And I feel that th unlike the DB5, this set, the V8 Vantage is a lot more plausible because of the success of the Eleanor Ford Mustang set. And because the V8 Vantage is a muscle car, it's not doesn't have too much iteration to deliver. I would also like LEGO to build sets that were featured from the films and one set per actor, but we won't. But Dalton will be skipped because he already has a Lego V8 Vantage. So for Connery, I would love to see the Spectre boardroom from Thunderball. For George, it's, the answer is pretty obvious: Piz Gloria. For Roger, the set of the Octopussy Palace because I feel the palace is a way to bring both the male and female fans who are not, who may or may not be Bond fans at the moment. For Brosnan, Carver's Stealth Boat, and for Daniel, the Skyfall House, Skyfall Manor, which featured in Skyfall. And if Sapphire's Lair turns out to be brilliant, we could add that too, but we haven't seen no time that yet, unfortunately. Under music, I would like to see Eon release a vinyl or a new album based on, which is comprised of all the Bond theme songs that were rejected or were second place. And I only found out recently that one of my favorite bands, Pet Shop Boys, sang for the Living Daylights, and I thought that was a brilliant song, and I definitely want that in there. For Your Eyes' is Blondie, as well as Shirley Bassey's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, are one of the many songs that will be featured. Since most of us Bond fans are huge fashionistas, I, would like, I have a couple choices who I want Eon to continue their fashion partnerships with, and I'm going to end my partnerships with Barber and Tom Ford because I think they've had their stays. Instead, I would like to have form a partnership with another British wax jacket company called Bellstaff. I personally think Bellstaff makes better casual jackets and they're much more suited for the environments that Bond will be involved in. And for, for the suits and the tuxedos, I would like to form a partnership with Hugo Boss because they also uh, dress up my favorite soccer or football team, the Tottenham Hotspurs, sorry Edgar, and or another one of my favorite Italian tailors by the name of John Barrett, based out of Milan. Under user experience, this is where Eon is required to make some heavy capital investments. And by the heavy investments, I mean it's going to be a user experience where Bond fans can reenact their favorite action car chase scenes in the 24 or 25 films. And by in order to do that, I would like Eon to purchase a huge plot of land in Surrey, England. So this experience will be similar to how to Sweetwater in the show Westworld, where fans or audiences can enter the world of their favorite westerns. But in this case, the fans are entering their world, their favorite scene of their favorite Bond film, and reenacting their cars. And and of course, a stunt driver will be in the passenger, riding passenger shotgun for each user experience. For instance, if they want to reenact the Spy Who Loved Me chase scene, they could drive the Lotus Esprit and the stunt driver will be Anya Amosova. So, so sorry guys, there won't be any Barbara Bach, but your stunt driver will be your major Anya Amosova or Agent Triple X. And for an additional $2,000, you could have a helicopter chase you shooting a fake bullets right at you. Or if you want to reenact the Goldeneye 
St. Petersburg chase scene, there will be a T-55 tank. Unfortunately, based on insurance policies, there won't be any armament sh firing or shell firing. And I'm the tank engineer, and I don't see that how that's going to be a good idea for anybody. And one of my favorite car chase scenes has to be the living daylights chase scene in Czech, Czech Republic or Aus the Austrian lake scene. And we'll have the frozen lakes and the skis will come out. So fulfill your imagination. We'll also have it for your eyes on the Citroën chase scene. And we'll do it in a hill. Under media, I would like to create a new strategy in which a new Bond film will be able to be generated every three to four years. Because, and I say three, four years because it takes a, takes about five, six months to write a screenplay, or maybe longer. It at least takes a year to prepare the second for the second units to prepare their stunts. Another year to film, or nine months to film, and then another five months on top of that to do the post production and the soundtrack. So usually, to make a quality film in today's film industry, you need three years. And in order to have that have to keep the consistent pace I would like to uh, initially sign up all my four directors and then if the Bond actor decides to do a fifth film then we'll get there when we get there the, the four directors I would like to hire are Jen Mercurio who was famous for Bodyguard and Line of Duty Edgar Wright Denis Villeneuve and the Korean director Park Chan-hook or Chan-hook Park who was famous for Old Boy, or more recently, the BBC's Little Drummer Girl. For Bond, I would like to cast either Richard Madden from Bodyguard or Josh O'Connor, who caught the critics' eyes and success in his portrayal of Prince Charles in the season 3 and 4 of The Crown. For Bond Girls, I would like to cast Jodie Comer and Aaron Doherty, who also appeared in The Crown as Princess Anne. Miss Moneypenny will be played by the alluring Vanessa Kirby, who was also featured in The Crown as Princess Margaret. The villain, I would like to cast Paul Anderson from Peaky Blinders, and I would like to cast my two henchmen as Ma Dong Suk or Don Lee, famous in America, and Elizabeth Debicki, and they will be the Beauty and the Beast. Moreover, I would like to create mini BBC miniseries similar to in the realm of Todd Phillips' Joker. And like Todd Phillips' Joker, these will be period piece miniseries. So the first uh, miniseries I would like to create is based on Max Zorin, and it will be a 70s thriller in the realm of the Marathon Man, in which we explore Zorin's background behind Nazi conspiracy theories and how he joined the KGB. The second miniseries I would like to create is based on Elliot Carver and his rise and fall similar to Robert Maxwell, who he is based off of, and it will be a comedy tragedy just like Peter Finch and Sidney Lumet's The Network. The final miniseries I would like to create is based on Red Grant and his, his rise in the prison system, his escape from the psychiatric ward, and the assassination plots that he took out before the events of From Russia with Love. That concludes my ideas for this holiday's Bond expansion episode. I wish all our listeners that they would stay safe and good health during this holiday and let them know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel with this hard year of 2020. Thank you. Noel. Buon Natal. Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas.
Oof, wow, that was exciting. I, I'm going to admit, I'm a little humid. I'm a little humid. <laughs> I, I, my mind's a little dry myself. I'm like, oh, those are <laughs> some interesting ideas. Uh, some I, are better than others. Some are sillier than others, but had a good time. I mean, I, I was inundated with many good ideas and and some I could never even thought of. And thanks to the wide range of experiences that are that the Bond fans bring t- to the table, it doesn't it doesn't ha- not. A, and that's what I love about this f- our fan community is that not one Bond fan's the same. Whether even if their top four films are the same, so that's why I always like listening to everyone's perspectives. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, or I'm happy uh, you mentioned that, Jason. There was, uh, I, I swear to God, just before we hit record, I, I, I think I lost it. Uh, I was on, something caught my attention on Twitter. It was uh, someone in, in the Bond fan community did uh, sort of spliced two pictures to make one, you know, a top picture and a bottom picture. And it said something to the effect of... Um, Star Wars fans debating versus James Bond fans debating. And the top picture is just a bunch of Jedis fighting shit like left and right with their lightsabers. It's, you know, a violent scene, if you will. (laughs) The The bottom scene is James Bond fans um, debating and arguing. And it's the scene in The Man with the Golden Gun when Scaramanga and James Bond enjoy like the beautiful dinner knickknack is prepared for them. I love that. I love that. No, that's that's true. I mean, that is. We've we've all been in gatherings, and I've seen it first end. It's it's weirdest thing. You didn't see it firsthand. You you did it firsthand, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've experienced, but I've seen other people. Like some people really love one movie, and other people really hate it, and they kind of because at the end of the day, I think people. You're a fan of a franchise. It's more fun to love a certain than to hate. So if you, even the, when, when you see, I, I get excited when I meet people that are super excited a movie that I have, let's say, lukewarm opinion of, and they're they're, they're sometimes they're able to raise my appreciation of, of said movie. Come kind of like uh, Joe Darlington champion, uh, not a Majesty Secret Service. That that other people have done that. But it's really octopusy that he changed my opinion. I'm like, oh wow, it's. I I wouldn't say I had a tremendously bad opinion, but he, he raised it. Uh, I didn't. I want to. You know, now that you say that, I want to listen to because I genuinely have always loved octopusy. Because I remember back when I met him for the first time in person in Toronto, I told him. I mean, we were just all talking amongst us, and I said it's probably my third or fourth favorite Roger Moore film because Live and Let Die, Spy Love Me are always going to be one and two, and depending on the day, it'll switch between Octopus here for your eyes only. And to be honest with you, right now, I without listening to Joe's uh, commentary, which I really look forward to hearing one day, is uh, it's probably my second favorite, second or third favorite Roger Moore fi- film now because Maude Adams was such a delight to meet. And so is Roger Moore. Right, your girlfriend, uh, or excuse me, one of your many girlfriends, uh, Maude Adams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, on that note, we want to thank, uh, I mean, not just the people that sent in audio messages, but we want to thank the listeners. It's been a, a, a very 
fun year. We've met some new people, both in person and, you know, through social media. It's always funny to say you meet people on social media, but, you know, we, we do have conversations with people on Facebook and Instagram and, and, and Twitter. Um, so thank you very much. We want to, uh, I will wish you, Matt, and you, Jason, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Fingers crossed that 2021 isn't uh, complete tosh. It's going to be our year. 2021 it's our year guys i want to i want before you say before you say 2021's our year i want to whenever i whenever someone says 2021 is gonna be our year i always say i want a security deposit just in case from you guys <laughs> yeah man, no kidding but 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 in all seriousness as uh without going into the negativities of 2020 the year 2020 i would like to thank all the bond fans out there listeners contributors to our episode that you guys are are what made 2020 redeemable for me this year because you guys kept the conversations going the interest and friendships blossoming so thank you from the bottom of my heart yeah i have to say with a podcast without listener is just us three listening to ourselves for hours and hours and we need the listeners we need their feedback and even <laughs> Even sometimes, just with the 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 uh, the number of listening, you can know which episodes uh, are more popular than others. Mm -hmm. I'm still thinking about that Halloween special, which I kind of my fault. Um, but it's been an in in interesting year for the show, uh, and hopefully, I mean, things with the pandemic get better, and we all get together for another gathering. Whether it's in London or elsewhere, man, I'm, 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 I'm I, I, we can see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Finally, like 2021 won't be like it, it's going to be rough at first, but it's get. I think it's going to be getting easier and easier as people get the the vaccine, and hopefully, man, 2022 uh, it's going to be the 60th anniversary. Um, I'm, 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 I'm dreaming of uh, Jamaica and GoldenEye right now, when I think of 2022. That's, uh, mm. I'm still dreaming about Matera at this point, but... And but Jason in, in a bikini uh, at, at uh, the falls in Jamaica. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it just for your, uh, for your delight, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you two are so cute. Um, you know, I, I'm so confident about No Time to Die, guys, that, um, you know, Billie, Billie Eilish, little, little Billie, is, is nominated for a Grammy for the song No Time to Die. And, and if that song wins, I mean, think about this. This movie is so good that it can win trophies, and no one's seen it yet. That's how good this movie is. <laughs> she yeah. might, man. She won a bunch last year. Like she, she, she had like sixteen trophies in her hands. I'm like, has any Bond artist won a Grammy for a Bond theme song in the past? Because like right. I, I don't, I don't know musical awards that well. I know Oscars and BAFTAs top of my head, but Grammys not really. Um, I do not know. I do not know. I'm gonna say I think uh, with her name Shino Easton might have, but I'm not 100% certain. Uh, I'm gonna say I don't know. You know my fi my final answer is I don't know. I'll say one thing about uh, one thing that relates to Shino Easton is uh, I know Edgar, you are adamantly against doing a 
Roger Moore detour of Spice World, but <laughs> uh, Sporty Spice of the, of the former Spice Girls, Mel, Melanie C, Mel, popularly known as Mel C, uh, she gave a very good rendition of For Your Eyes Only. And I'll, I would absolutely endorse the idea of her being a Bond themed singer in the future. I think I heard it. I think I heard it. I did she, like it. I did like she, it. She, she, of all of them, she's she she uh, she's she the was, only one who, uh, who has a decent vocalist. Well, she was the vocal lead of that group of that of that five group, the five member group in the nineties. Hmm. Like her voice hmm. is like so. I mean, regardless of what your opinions about that group were, I mean, it is a very nineties pop culture icon. But uh, she, she was Mel C. Sporty Spice was always the vocal of. That group. I mean, enough about Spice Girls. This is the James Bond com- podcast, not the Spice. Program. Is it? I thought it was the Spice Complex. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Speaking of Spice, uh, how about some uh, Christmas uh, coffee with some uh, uh, cinnamon spice? No. Uh, cinnamon spice. Well, mm-hmm. we have. And, we have uh, cinnamon. We have cinnamon spice everywhere. Ooh. Please, please uh, tell us. Do you want me to to do it again? Because I have the card. I have the card. I can read from it. Oh, she wanted. Okay, from farming to film and everything in between, we can be found at the James Bond Complex on Facebook, on Twitter at the Bond Complex, on Instagram at the James Bond Complex, and don't forget we have our own website, thejamesbondcomplex.com, which is also our Tumblr account. Individually, we are on Instagram at Jason. You can find me on. Instagram at jasxon88, where you can find posts that are related to Fleming film and everything in between, and many locations that are related to the James Bond franchise. Mm. Edgar. Uh, I'm at Edgar Chapu SOS. And as for myself, I'm at Matt O'Claire 007. Uh, Matt with two T's and 007 because I'm super creative. Like, all the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of account of Bond fans with 007 at the end, obviously. All right. So with it for now, without anything to add, uh, please, Edgar, sign us off. Uh, Merry Christmas, Joy Noel, Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año. Uh, Buon Natale and Merry Christmas. Korean just say Merry Christmas. And Tirojoso Kamsanida, Anyangesel. Joy Noel. Et bonne année. On se revoit en 2021. On se revoit l'année prochaine. À la prochaine.
happy holidays to everybody. God bless. Keep the faith. Be strong. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> happy Christmas. All right. Mon pays, ce n'est pas un pays, c'est l'hiver. Mon jardin, ce n'est pas un jardin, c'est la plaine. Mon chemin, ce n'est pas un chemin, c'est la neige. Mon pays, ce n'est pas un pays, c'est l'hiver. Dans la blanche cérémonie où la neige au vent se marie, dans ce pays de poudrerie, mon père a fait bâtir maison. Et je m'en vais être fidèle à sa manière, à son modèle. La chambre d'amis sera-t-elle quand viendra les autres saisons pour se bâtir à côté d'elle Mon pays, ce n'est pas un pays, c'est l'hiver. Mon refrain, ce n'est pas un refrain, c'est rafale. Ma maison, ce n'est pas ma maison, c'est froid dur. Mon pays, ce n'est pas un pays, c'est l'hiver. Ce grand pays solitaire, je...